Hello, this is Jeff Levitan. Let me tell you why you'd want to listen to my podcast in the first place. There's thousands of podcasts. There's tons of radio stations. There's plenty of things to listen to. You would want to listen to my podcast if you're an entrepreneur starting from scratch, trying to build a multi-million dollar business because I've done that. You'd want to listen to my podcast if you're somebody who has either made a lot of money, but you need to get better at saving it and growing your wealth, or if you're somebody that wants to make a difference in the world. I started a children's charity called All for One 20 years ago, and it's focused on helping underprivileged children in underdeveloped countries with health and education programs. And We have orphanages, schools, and clinics in many third world countries. If you're just a good person and you're wanting to have a better life and you're wanting to make a difference and you're wanting to make an impact with your life or you're looking for purpose, you're wanting to achieve goals, you might want to listen to some of my podcasts. I've got a course called Living Life on Purpose and it's all about not only goal setting but goal achieving but not just goals. See, I think the major goal in life is not achievement, but fulfillment. Achievement something you do to impress other people and to make yourself feel good, but fulfillment gives you that deep level of satisfaction that you can't get anywhere else. And so a lot of people need to start finding out what gives them the feeling and sensation of fulfillment and pursue that too. So let me tell you a little bit about my background and You could decide for yourself how many of these podcasts you want to listen to. I grew up in Chicago, Illinois, born in 1970 in the south suburbs. If you know Chicago, uh, the south suburbs are mostly blue-collar working, hard-working people, just getting by, making uh, ends meet. My parents uh, were blue-collar workers themselves. My dad was a truck driver. My mom was a waitress. I've got a brother, Brian, 18 months older than I am. And we were the first in our family to go to college and get a degree and watching our parents fight about money and struggling a little bit financially, lack of financial literacy was at the base cause of the problems. You know, we wanted to learn about money and my brother and I both went and got finance degrees from college. And uh, after my parents divorced when I was 17 years old, I made it a point that I was going to help other families not worry and struggle so much about money. So I went and got a degree in it. Then I got out of school and like a lot of people threw a ton of resumes out there and, and a resume doesn't really always get you a job. It's more connections and I didn't have any really good ones at that time. So what ended up happening was I took a job and, and in commercial insurance, it just so happened to be, it was the only one that was hiring at the time. And so I got hired by a company and got started. And luckily, within two years, ran into what I was going to do the next 25 years, which is going to be building a basically a financial services business on an entrepreneurial platform. And I was going to do that for the next 25 years and, you know, make millions of dollars and help uh, hundreds of thousands of families with their finances and help tens of thousands of people become financially secure entrepreneurs. And that's exactly what I did. So when I was 24 years old, I ran into this company that was giving people an opportunity to run their own business on a financial services platform and offer a wide array of insurance and financial services. And so I jumped on that opportunity. And there was a recruiting element to the business too, where you can 
not only be a maverick and build your own book of business, but you could build a book of agents and help them build their books of business. And that's what I did. Hungry to prove myself and hungry to make some money for the first time in my life. I put my head down and I worked all the hours. Some people say, did you work 40 hours, 60, 80 hours? I worked all the hours a human being could for about four years. And without great talent, because I don't think I had a lot of great talent, my great talent was my drive, my willpower, my focus, my ability to stay focused on one thing till the job got done. And I focused intensely on building this business. And literally inside of five years, I had built my income to a seven-figure income by the time I was 30 years old. I had saved all my money in the late 90s, which is when I was making this money. I was working so many hours, I really didn't have time to spend it or show it off, so I invested it, and the stock market did really well in the late 90s, so I had over a million dollars saved up by the time I was 30, and I was dead broke five years earlier with a negative net worth, and I had built a strong business with a residual income of somewhere around four hundred dollars to $500,000 a year. That was going to come in regardless of how hard I worked from that point forward. And I was happy. Man, I had proved a lot of people who didn't join me in business or didn't become my clients. I proved to them that they should have. Uh, That gave me a short-term amount of satisfaction. Uh, I made my parents proud, of course, and, and other people around me were impressed. But I also realized at that time that I wasn't completely fulfilled. I actually tried to retire at the age of 30. I moved down to South Florida between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. I had a lot of fun and I was young and single and wealthy and thought that 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 was it. Like that's the goal of life to get to that point. And I got there and I was still empty inside. I still wasn't completely fulfilled. I had gone from working every day in something that had great purpose attached to it to just messing around, just having a good time for myself, very selfish in general, and it was not fulfilling or very uh, satisfying. And so I knew I needed to go get back into something that made a difference, but I knew just making more money wasn't going to be enough. And it was at that time I started asking myself the big questions Like, how can I make a big impact with my life? What's the biggest difference my one life can make in the lives of other people? Without having the talent of a Steve Jobs or a Bill Gates to invent or create something, what could I do? And so I decided philanthropy was going to be my way to make a difference. And I'd be able to make the biggest difference going to third world or underdeveloped countries to make this difference. And I could help those who are last become first, not just in heaven, but maybe here on earth still. And I could do that by helping orphans in in underdeveloped countries. And so I created a, a charity called All for One, and that was my new purpose. I was going to go out there and build orphanages, schools, and clinics and help these kids. I knew a little bit of money can go a long way, so if I had a couple million dollars, I could make a huge impact in thousands of children's lives. And, and so now I got back in business after being retired for a total of maybe three to six months. Uh, it's not what it's cut out to be, everybody. I don't think your goal should be retirement. I don't think your goal should be stopping. Uh, I think your goal should be transitioning into something you love or doing things more on your own terms. So I got back in business and I didn't work 100-hour weeks anymore, but I did work 
60, 70 hours because I had a new purpose. I needed more money so I can do more philanthropy. And I built my business out. I went from having maybe 20, 30 offices within the next five years to having over 100 locations all over the country. And then a few years after that, got my income up to a multiple seven-figure income and had over 500 locations all over the country. And not only that, I had a platform to speak from, to tell everybody and and show everybody what's going on in other places of the world and, and get people to stop complaining about their little problems when other people around the world have problems like no electricity or no clean water or not enough food or, or any sort of health care to take care of themselves. And so I had a platform for my charity. I had a a lot of income, a big business. I was cranking. I got married along the way. Um, I found my wife and started making up for not having kids. I started at age 37. So literally within about six years, we had four children. And then we adopted uh, another child from one of these places in Africa, from Sierra Leone. We adopted a little boy, a four-year-old boy from there. Rounded out the family to five children and uh, now we reside here just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, in a nice equestrian area called Milton. And we are enjoying our lives and making a big difference right now. And so along the way, everybody, uh, I learned a lot of things. I learned things mostly about myself, what motivates me, what turns me off, what makes me want to go win, uh, what makes me wonder if it's all worth it at the end. And one of the things I found that I think everyone needs to find out for themselves that you got to do something with your time. You got to make the most of your time. You got to do something that's fulfilling to yourself, that's satisfying as you go, and that makes a difference to everyone and other people outside of yourself and your immediate family. I think as people look back over their life at the end of life, they ask themselves, you know, they certainly pat themselves back on their great achievements and accomplishments. Maybe they live in a big house, have a lot of money, um, experience some degree of fame along the way. But you'll find that most people at the end end up donating a lot of their money or a lot of their achievement. They, do, they wouldn't give up or part with a penny along the way, but towards the end, they realize they can't take it with them. So then they start doing philanthropy and you know, they maybe get a library built in their name or they give their money away to their church or a good cause. I would challenge you to think, maybe if I start finding what makes me fulfilled on that end earlier, I could start working towards that right now while I'm energetic, while I'm capable, while I've got years ahead of me. I look at Bill Gates, you know, and his great charitable work that he's doing. And you know, here he is, the wealthiest man in the world, one of the best companies ever developed. And while he was still cognitive and capable and able, he had stepped back from his role leading that company and went to go lead his own philanthropy so he can use not only his money, but his influence and his mindset with his wife to go build something great. And of course, he's done that now. And so you start asking yourself along the way, what do I want to be remembered for? Because, you know, we're all going to die any way you slice it or dice it. At some point in our lives, it's going to be over. And you got to ask yourself, what was it all for? What did it all add up to? What do I want said about me when it's all over? 
And you know, most, pe- most times when people are at the end of their life, whoever survives them, whether it's their kids or their spouse, somebody gets up and reads a eulogy at their wake or at their funeral service, and they try to summate somebody's life and say what it all added up to and what it all meant. That's a lot of pressure on somebody. My question for myself, but one for you too, is why don't you figure that out earlier in life? The sooner you could figure out what you want it all to add up to and why you were put here and what your purpose is and what you want out of your gift of one short, precious, finite life. As soon as you figure out what it is that you want, not what someone wants for you, but what you want, you could spend a portion of every day and the rest of your life pursuing that. And it's going to be hard not to win. It's going to be hard not to achieve that if you put a little bit of time and energy every day towards it. So if you could figure out what you were put here for, they say a man's or a woman's best two days of their life was the day they were born and the day day they figure out why. So have you figured out what you want? If you're looking for someone else to tell you, you're never going to find it. If you go with what your parents want for you, oh, I want my kid to be a doctor, a lawyer. I want my kid to do this or that. Look, you've got to decide for you because at the end of the day, they were given their life. You're given yours. Your kids are given theirs. Everybody gets their one shot at this thing called life. And you got to decide what you want to make of it. So I, th- I don't think I figured it all out. But I think at the age of 30, when I was a little bit lost, but not lost because I was down and out or disillusioned or on drugs, I was was looking for more. I was actually financially secure and in a a really good place and had read enough personal development books to start asking myself these hard questions. And I didn't figure it all out, but I did start figuring out what makes me fulfilled, which is contributing to other people's lives, what I don't like which is when people are arguing and fighting about money and greed, selfishness, ego, things like that. I don't like that very much. And I'm starting to realize what I like and what I don't like and what I want more of and what I don't want. And and then I get to pursue it. And then life is still life. Here's what I figured out. Once you figure out what you want to make of your life, Life still happens anyway. You're still going to have adversity. You're still going to have challenges. Things out of your control are going to happen. Some are going to happen to you. If you can think about it as happening for you, you could grow from it. You still need to have more goals. You're going to have setbacks. And sometimes a setback is a setup for a comeback. It all depends on how you look at it. You're going to determine what type of person you want to be. You need to figure out What you do control, what you don't control is other people. What you absolutely control is yourself. Your reputation is in the hands of others, but your character is in your own hands. So you get to decide what type of person you want to be. And here's the challenge. You're going to find people without much character winning. You're going to see people out there that are cheaters, that are going to pull ahead of you, that are going to win more than you. They're going to seem like they're having more success. But what goes around comes around, everybody. And when you plant those seeds, you got to be careful. You're going to reap what you sow down the road. And don't be temporarily confused by what looks like a win right now because eventually it all comes back. And same thing on the positive side. Sometimes you'll do good things for other people and no one's going to notice. And you can't do it just because you want everyone to notice. You've got to do it because it's in your heart, because you know it's right. You've got to make the right decisions with people, and your interactions with other people have got to be pure. And you know, if you do that, 
down the road, blessings are going to come your way. You're going to have good things happen to you in your life. And people are going to say, wow, that person's fortunate. That person's lucky. That person's blessed. Look at all the good things that are happening to that person. Well, maybe you ought to look back in their life a little bit and see what seeds they had planted earlier in their life. And then you see people who are major politicians or major actors or major athletes and famous and rich, and you see their life crumble. Right on the news, every day, some big person of stature is crumbling on down and you don't know what they had done prior in their life, but they probably did some things that have come back to bite them. So you need to decide what kind of person you want to be, what you want out of your one life that you have here and and make the most of it. This is your one shot at your life. And so in these podcasts that are coming up and you're going to hear lots of them, I'm going to try to release them at least once a week and uh, sometimes more frequently and sometimes a little bit less. But look at the titles and decide, hey, what do I need a little bit of advice on? What do I need a little bit of help on? You know, people always ask me, Jeff, what, what personal development books are you reading right now? And I said, well, that's really none of your business. You need to read the books to get you through the thing you're struggling with. And I need to read the book so I can work on the things I need to work on. That's like asking somebody, what kind of medication are you on? Can I have some? Well, if the condition is different, you don't need someone else's medication. You need what you need at that moment for what you're going through. But you got to seek it. The good news is there's a book, there's a podcast, there's a message, there's an answer out there for probably every problem that somebody could be going through. you got to find the one for you. And when you find the one for you, you'll start down the road of empowering yourself to go find your answers and not rely on someone else to give them to you. If I have any of the answers in any of my podcasts, you're more than welcome to use them and share them and help anybody you can with them. That's the purpose of me doing this podcast is after the years of success that I've had and hopefully, God willing, many more to come, I just want to share the lessons I want to help you gain wisdom without having to go through all the pain that it usually takes to gain the wisdom. Maybe shortcut it a little bit by getting and borrowing the experiences that I've had in the past too. So I wish you well on your journey and through these podcasts. And I look forward to sharing with you so much more to come. Thanks for listening.